Transcendent Audio presents William Shakespeare's Troilus and Cressida, Act Two, The Common Curse of Mankind. Thersites. Agamemnon, how she had boils, full all over, generally. Thersites. And those boils did run? Say so, did not the general run then? Were not that a botchy core? Dog. Then would come some matter from her. I see none now. <laughs> thou bitch wolf son, canst thou not hear? Feel then. Of grace upon thee, thou mongrel, beef-witted lord! Toadstool, learn me the proclamation. Dost thou think I have no sense? Thou strikest me thus! The proclamation. Thou art proclaimed a fool, I think. Do not, Porpentine, do not. My fingers itch. I would thou didst itch from head to foot, and I have the scratching of thee. I would make thee the loathsomest scab in Greece. When thou art forth in the incursions, thou strikest as slow as another. I say, the proclamation. Thou grumblest and railest every hour on Achilles, and thou art as full of envy at his greatness as Kerberos is at Proserpine's beauty. I that thou barkest at him. Cobloaf. He would pun thee into shivers with his fist as a sailor breaks a biscuit. You whore-son cur! <laughs> you dog! Scurvy lord! You cur! Mars is idiot! Do, Rufus! Do, camel! Do, do! Why, how now, Ajax? Wherefore do you thus? How now, Thersites? What's the matter, man? Achilles? Patroclus? You see him there, do you? I... What's the matter? Nay, look upon him. So I do. What's the matter? Nay, but regard him well. Well, why I do so. But yet you look not well upon him, for whosoever you take him to be, he is agent. <laughs> I know that, fool. Aye, but that fool knows not himself. Therefore I beat thee. Lo, 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 what modicums of wit he utters. His evasions have ears thus long. I have bobbed his brain more than he has beat my bones. I will buy nine sparrows for a penny, and his piamata is not worth the ninth part of a sparrow. This lord, Achilles, Ajax, who wears his wit in his belly and his guts in his head, I'll tell you what I say of him. What? I say this Ajax? Nay, good Ajax. Has not so much wit. Nay! I must hold you. I will stop the eye of Helen's needle, for whom he comes to fight. <laughs> oh, peace, fool! I would have peace and quietness, but the fool will not. He then, that he, look you there. Oh, thou damned cur! I shall. <laughs> will you set your wit to a fool's? No, I warrant you, for a fool's will shame it. Good words, Thersites. What's the quarrel? 
I bade the vile owl go learn me the tenor of the proclamation, and he rails upon me. I serve thee not. Well, go to, go to. I serve here voluntarily. <laughs> Your last service was sufferance, t'was not voluntary. No man is beaten voluntary. Ajax was here the voluntary, and uh, you as under an impress. Even so, a great deal of your wit too lies in your sinews, or else there be liars. Hector have a great catch if he knock out either of your brains. I were a good crack of fusty nut with no kernel. <laughs> what? With me too, Thersites? There's Ulysses and old Nestor, whose wit was moldy ere your grandsires had nails on their toes, yoke you like draught oxen, and make you plow up the wars. What? What? Yes, good sooth. Two Achilles, two Ajax, two! I shall cut out your tongue. Tis no matter. I shall speak as much as thou afterwards. No more words, Thersites. Peace. I will hold my peace when Achilles' brock bids me. Shall I? There's for you, Patroclus. I will see you hanged like clot pulls, ere I come any more to your tents. I will keep where there is wit stirring and leave the faction of fools. A good riddance. <laughs> Mary. <sighs> this, sir, is proclaimed through all our host. That Hector, by the fifth hour of the sun, will with the trumpet twixt our tents and Troy tomorrow morning call some knight to arms that hath a stomach and such a one that dare maintain... I know not what. Tis trash. Farewell. Farewell. Who shall answer him? I know not. Just put to lottery. Otherwise, he knew his man. Oh, meaning you. <laughs> I will go learn more of it. After so many hours, lives, speeches spent, thus once again says Nestor from the Greeks. Deliver Helen and all damage else as order, most of time, travail, expense, wounds, friends, and what else dear that is consumed in the digestion of this cormorant war shall be struck off. Never. No. Hmm. Hector, what say you to it? To no man lesser fears the Greeks than I, as far as toucheth my particular. Let Helen go. Since the first sword was drawn about this question, every tight soul amongst many thousand dames had been as dear as Helen, I mean of ours. If we have lost so many tenths of ours, to guard a thing not ours nor worth to us, had it our name, the value of one ten? What merits in that reason which denies the yielding of her up? Fie, fie, my brother. Weigh you the worth and honor of a king so great as our dread father in a scale of common ounces? Will you, with counters, sum the past proportion of his infinite? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know an enemy intends you harm. You know a sword employed is perilous and reason flies the object of all harm. Who marvels then when Helenus beholds a Grecian and his sword? If he do set the very wings of reason to his heels and fly like cheat and mercury from Jove, or like a star disorbed? Nay, 
If we talk of reason, let's shut our gates and sleep. Manhood and honor should have hair hearts. Would they but fat their thoughts with this crammed reason? Reason and respect make livers pale and lustyhood deject. Brother, she's not worth what she doth cost the holding. What is aught but as tis valued? But value dwells not in particular will. It holds his estimate and dignity, as well wherein tis precious of itself as in the pricer. Tis mad idolatry to make the service greater than the god, and the will dotes that is attributive to what infectiously itself affects, without some image of the affected merit. We turn not back the silks upon the merchant when we've soiled them. Nor the remainder of Viennes we do not throw in unrespective Siev because we are now full. It was thought me Paris should do some vengeance on the Greeks. Your breath of full consent bellied his sails. The seas and winds, old wranglers, took a truce and did him service. He touched the ports desired, and for an old aunt whom the Greeks held captive, he brought a Grecian queen whose youth and freshness wrinkles Apollos and makes sail the morning. Why keep her? The Grecians keep our aunt. Is she worth keeping? Why, she is a pearl whose price has launched above a thousand ships and turned crowned kings to merchants. If you'll avouch, was wisdom, Paris went. As you must needs, for you all cried, Go, go! If you'll confess, he brought home a noble prize. As you must needs. Oh, what noise! What shriek is this? Oh, tis our mad sister. I do know her voice. <sighs> Cry, Trojans! It is Cassandra. Cry, Trojans, cry. Lend me ten thousand eyes, and I will fill them with prophetic tears. Peace, sister, peace. Virgins and boys, mid-age and wrinkled eld, soft infancy, that nothing const but cry. Add to my clamours, let us pay betimes, a moiety of that mass of a moan to come. Cry, Trojans, cry. Practice your eyes with tears. Troy must not be, nor goodly Ilium stand, our firebrand brother Paris. Burns us all. Cry, Trojans, cry, a Helen and a woe, cry, cry, Troy burns, or else let Helen go. Or is your blood so madly hot that no discourse of reason nor fear of bad success in a bad cause can qualify the same? Because Cassandra's mad. Her brain-sick raptures cannot distate the goodness of her quarrel, which hath our several honours all engaged to make it gracious. 
Else might the world convince of levity as well my undertakings as your counsels. But I attest the gods. Your full consent gave wings to my propension and cut off all fears attending on so dire a project. For what, alas, can these my single arms? What propagation is in one man's valor to stand the push of enmity on those this quarrel would excite? Yet, I protest, were I alone to pass the difficulties and had as ample power as I have will, Paris would never retract what he hath done, nor faint in the pursuit. Paris, you speak like one besotted on your sweet delights. You have the honey still, but these the gall. So to be valiant is no praise at all. Sir, I propose not merely to myself the pleasure such a beauty brings with it, but I would have the soil of her fair rape wiped off in honorable keeping her. What treason were it to the ransacked queen? Disgrace to your great worth and shame to me. Now to deliver her possessions upon terms of base compulsion. Can it be so degenerate a strain as this should once set footing in your generous bosoms? Were not the meanest spirit on our party without a heart to dare or sword to draw when Helen is defended? Nor none so noble whose life were ill bestowed or death unfamed where Helen is the subject. Then, I say, well, may we fight for whom we know well the world's largest spaces cannot parallel. Paris and Troilus. The reasons you allege do more conduce to the hot passion of distempered blood than to make up a free determination. Twixt right and wrong for pleasure and revenge. Have years more death than adders to the voice of any true decision. Nature craves all dues to be rendered to their owners. Now, what nearer debt in all humanity than wife is to the husband? If this law of nature be corrupted through affection, and that great minds of partial indulgence to their benumbed wills, resist the same. There is a law in each well-ordered nation to curb those raging appetites that are most disobedient and refractory. If Helen then be wife to Sparta's king, as it is known she is, these moral laws of nature and of nations speak aloud to have her back returned. Thus, to persist in doing wrong accentuates not wrong, but makes it much more heavy. Hector's opinion is this in way of truth. <laughs> Yet nevertheless, my sprightly brethren, I propend to you in resolution to keep Helen still. Oh! <laughs> For it is a cause that hath no mean dependence upon our joined and several dignities. Why, there you touched the life of our design. Were it not glory that we more affected than the performance of our heaving spleens, I would not wish a drop of Trojan blood spent more in her defence. But, worthy Hector, she is a theme of honour and renown, a spur to valiant and magnanimous deeds. I am yours, you valiant offspring of great Priamus. 
I have a roisting challenge send amongst the dun and factious nobles of the Greeks. Will strike amazement to their drowsy spirits. I was advertised their general slept, whilst emulation in the army crept. This, I presume, will wake Achilles. How now, Thersites, what lost in the labyrinth of thy fury? Shall the elephant Ajax carry it thus? He beats me, and I rail at him. Oh, worthy satisfaction. Would it were otherwise that I could beat him whilst he railed at me? Foot. I'll learn to conjure and raise devils, but I'll see some issue with my spiteful execrations. Then there's Achilles, a rare engineer. If Troy be not taken till these two undermine it, the walls will stand till they fall of themselves. O great thunder daughter of Olympus, forget that thou art Jove, the king of gods, and Mercury... Lose all of the serpentine craft of thy catechus if ye take not that little, little, less than little wit from them that they have. I have said my prayers, and devil envy say amen. What ho! My lord Achilles! Who's there? Thersites! Good Thersites, come in and rail! Oh, Patroclus. <sighs> if I could have remembered a guilt counterfeit, thou wouldst not have slipped out of my contemplation. But it is no matter, thyself upon thyself. The common curse of mankind, folly and ignorance, be thine in great revenue. Heaven bless thee from a tutor, and discipline come not near thee. Amen. Where's Achilles? What? What thou devout? Was thou in prayer? Aye, the heavens hear me. Who's there? Thersides, my lord. Where? Where? Art thou come? Why, my cheese, my digestion. Why hast thou not served thyself into my table so many meals? Come, what's Agamemnon? Thy commander, Achilles. Then tell me, Patroclus, what's Achilles? Thy lord, Thersites. Then tell me, I pray thee, what's thyself? Thy number, Patroclus. Then tell me, Patroclus, what art thou? Thou mayest tell that knowest. Ha! <laughs> oh, tell, tell. I'll decline the whole question. Agamemnon commands Achilles. Achilles is my lord. I am Patroclus's Noah, and Patroclus is a fool. You rascal. Peace, fool. I have not done. <laughs> he is a privileged man. <laughs> Proceed, Thersites. Agamemnon is a fool. Achilles is a fool. Thersites is a fool. And, as aforesaid, Patroclus is a fool. Derive this, come. Agamemnon is a fool to offer to command Achilles. Achilles is a fool to be commanded of Agamemnon. Thersites is a fool to serve such a fool, and Patroclus is a fool positive. Why am I a fool? Make that demand of the prover. It suffices me, thou art. Look you, who comes here? Patroclus, I'll speak with nobody. Come in with me, Thersites. Here is such patchery, such juggling, and such knavery. All the argument is a cuckold and a whore, a good quarrel to draw emulous factions and bleed to death upon. Now, the dry ship go on the subject, and war and lechery confound all! Where is Achilles? Within his tent, but 
ill-disposed, my lord. Let it be known to him that we are here. He shent our messengers, and we lay by our appertainments, visiting of him. Let him be told so, lest perchance he think we dare not move the question of our place, or know not what we are. I shall say so to him. We saw him? He is not sick. Yes, lion sick. Sick of a proud heart. You may call it melancholy, if you will favor the man. But, by my head, tis pride. But why? Why? Let him show us the cause. A word, my lord. What moves Ajax thus to bay at him? Achilles hath inveigled his fool from him. Huh. Oh, Thersites. He. All the better. Their fraction is more our wish than their faction. But it was a strong composure. A fool could disunite. The amity that wisdom knits not. Folly may easily untie. Here comes Patroclus. <laughs> no Achilles with him. The elephant hath joints, but none for courtesy. His legs are legs for necessity, not for flexure. Achilles bids me say he is much sorry if anything more than your sport and pleasure did move your greatness and this noble state is to call upon him. Hear you, Patroclus, we are too well acquainted with these answers. But his evasion, winged thus swift with scorn, cannot outfly our apprehensions. Much attribute he hath, and much the reason why we ascribe it to him. Yet all his virtues, not virtuously on his own part beheld, do in our eyes begin to lose their gloss. Yea, like fair fruit in an unwholesome dish, are like to rot untasted. Go and tell him... We come to speak with him, and you shall not sin if you do say we think him over-proud and under-honest, in self-assumption greater than in the note of judgment, and worthier than himself. Go tell him this, and add that if he overhold his price so much, we'll none of him, but let him, like an engine not portable, lie under this report. Bring action hither, this cannot go to war. A storing dwarf we do allowance give before a sleeping giant. Tell him so. I shall, and bring his answer presently. In second voice, we'll not be satisfied. We come to speak with him. Ulysses, enter you. What is he more than another? No more than what he thinks he is. Is he so much? Do you not think he thinks himself a better man than I am? <laughs> no question. Will you subscribe his thought and say he is? No, noble Ajax, you are as strong, as valiant, as wise, no less noble, much more gentle, and altogether more tractable. Why should a man be proud? How doth pride grow? I know not what pride is. Your mind is the clearer, Ajax, and your virtues the fairer. He that is proud eats up himself. Pride is his own glass, his own trumpet, his own chronicle, and whatever praises itself, but in the deed devours the deed in the praise. I do hate a proud man, as I hate the engendering of toads. <laughs> Yet he loves himself, is not strange? Achilles will not to the field tomorrow. 
What's his excuse? He doth rely on none, but carries on the stream of his dispose without observance or respect of any, in will peculiar and in self-admission. Why will he not, upon our fair request, untent his person and share the air with us? Things small as nothing, for request's sake only, he makes important. Possessed he is with greatness, and speaks not to himself, but with a pride that quarrels itself breath. Imagined worth holds in his blood such swollen and hot discourse, that twixt his mental and his active parts, Kingdom Achilles in commotion rages and batters down himself. What should I say? Let Ajax go to him. <laughs> Dear Lord, go you and greet him in his tent. Tis said he holds you well, and will be led at your request a little from himself. Oh, Agamemnon, let it not be so. We'll consecrate the steps that Ajax makes when they go from Achilles. Shall the proud lord that bastes his arrogance with his own seam, and never suffers matters of the world into his thoughts, save such as do revolve and ruminate himself, shall he be worshipped of that we hold an idol more than he? By going to Achilles, that were to enlard his fat already pride, and add more coals to cancer when he burns with entertaining great Hyperion. This lord go to him? Jupiter forbid, and say in thunder, Achilles go to him. Oh, this is well. He rubs the vein of him. And how his silence drinks up this applause. If I go to him, with my armed fist, I'll pash him o'er the face. Oh, no. You shall not go. And ah, be proud with me. I'll feeze his pride. Let me go to him. Not for the worth that hangs upon our quarrel. A paltry, insolent fellow. How he describes himself. Can he not be sociable? The raven chides blackness. I'll let his humor's blood. He will be the physician that should be the patient. And all men were of my mind. Wit would be out of fashion. <laughs> I will need him. I will make him supple. Oh, he's not yet through warm. Force him with praises. Pour in, pour in. His ambition is dry. You must prepare to fight without Achilles. Why, tis the naming of him that does him harm. Here is a man, but tis before his face. I will be silent. Wherefore should you so? He is not emulous as Achilles is. No, the whole world. He is as valiant. A horse on dog that shall pelter thus with us, would he were a Trojan. Oof, what a vice were it in Ajax now. If he were proud. Or covetous of praise. Aye, or surly born. Or strange or self-affected. Thank the heavens, Lord, thou art of sweet composure. Praise him that got thee, she that gave thee suck. Famed be thy tutor and thy parts of nature thrice famed, beyond all erudition. But he that disciplined thy arms to fight? Let Mars divide eternity in twain, and give him half, and for thy vigor, 
bull-bearing Milo, his addition yield to sinewy Ajax. I will not praise thy wisdom, which, like a born, a pale, a shore, confines thy spacious and dilated parts. Here's Nestor, instructed by the antiquary times. He must, he is, he cannot be but wise. Put pardon, Father Nestor, were your days as green as Ajax, and your brain so tempered, you should not have the eminence of him, but be as Ajax. Shall I call you father? Aye, my good son. Be ruled by him, Lord Ajax. There is no tarrying here. The heart Achilles keeps thicket. Please it, our great general, to call together all his state of war. Fresh kings are come to Troy tomorrow. We must with all our main of power stand fast. And here's a lord. Come, knights, from east to west, and cull their flower. Ajax shall cope the best. Go we to council! Let Achilles sleep! Lightboats sail swift, though greater hulks draw deep. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show. Troilus and Cressida, Act 2. Featuring the voice talents of Julia Eve as the prologue, David Fullerton as Ajax, Benjamin Bradley as Thersites, Garen Fitzgerald as Achilles and Nestor, Stuart Moyer as Patroclus, Josh Kibbe as Priam, Nikesh Marl as Hector, Paul Brueggemann as Troilus, CJ Hoosh as Paris, Karen Heimdall as Cassandra, Gail Womba as Agamemnon, Kendra Murray as Ulysses, Chris Casey as Diomedes. Written by William Shakespeare. Dramaturgy and audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Sowell. Directed by James Rossi and Joel Rowan. Music by Josh Molan of thetunepeddler.com. Pendant Shakespeare theme by Landon Bell. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2019 Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.